chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 33 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your host, Ryan. And Nate. Welcome, friends, to uh, episode 33. Uh, Who's here right now? Who's here right now? What's up? What's up, Marco? Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, you guys? You all all know Marco, friend of the podcast, uh, consistent guest, I think, for about like three or four episodes. Yeah. He also Uh, helps us with a lot of the... um, behind the scenes stuff yeah so a lot of things uh you guys may not think he helps us with so shout out to marco yeah uh, we are in los angeles we're recording this in koreatown koreatown yeah. los angeles uh, right now coming to you live from k-town right yep. now i'd say that we are using this trip to celebrate ten thousand listens so uh, did we even reach that yet can, i'm gonna say when we put this out we're gonna okay. have 10, yeah, so, yeah sure hurrah to us 10k i think it doesn't show a comma after Nine thousand. So shout out to uh, big numbers. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. Ten, thank you, guys. Uh, who we the always... fuck would ever think that we would ever get to ten thousand listens? I mean, it only took what six months. I didn't even no, think we were gonna get a hundred that. listens. That's true. And I mean, we didn't like on the first one. Yeah, for real. What is that? Thirty-three episodes. Can I do the do the math in my head? Probably not. Ten thousand divided by thirty-three. I'm gonna say roughly like it's roughly a lot. Three hundred. Go ahead. Roughly three. Pretty sure you didn't do the math on that correctly. Yeah, I think fine. so. Three hundred times thirty-three. That's, that's right, about ten thousand. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me let, let me break out the calculator what? real quick. Sorry, one, we're div- really one divided by three is three point three three three. Got some leftovers. Ten thousand divided by thirty-three. I'm gonna say about what is it? 303 let's get it there we go i'm all by three damn doing the math out here all right we had a long day today yeah um sorry that this episode's a little bit late you know we're just enjoying the fruits of our labor man we've been at this for about six months putting out consistent content and that's the keyword consistent Consistent. right 33 weeks straight the number one streetwear podcast on apple itunes podcast and soundcloud yes i called it um, there's a lot more official ones, but I say we are the best. Um, so <laughs> uh, let's get into some some random topics. We don't really have like um, a script for this one. We're usually pretty prepared, but there's a lot of, you know, random shit going on in the streetwear world that I thought would be really nice to talk about. Um, a little bit of everything. Yeah. We kind of rounded up like a few topics that yeah. we thought were interesting. Yeah. Um, just some stuff like headlines that we've seen regarding like streetwear, fashion yeah. in general, stuff it's like that. Kind of surprising these guys, these topics right now. Um, we've been kind of going at it, just shopping around Los Angeles for the past, what seemed like eight, nine hours, almost 12 hours. Yeah, it was like yeah. nonstop shopping. They're literally dead right now. I don't yeah. know why I have so much energy. It might just be adrenaline because I'm about to die, but <laughs> who the fuck knows. Um, let's talk about our experiences so far in Los Angeles. Uh, we came down here on Thursday night. Today is Friday. Friday. Um, so we spent all day Friday pretty much just shopping around at our normal shops. Yeah. What, first impressions, Nate, of Los Angeles so far? Um, I mean... We've been here before. Weather's nice. First rodeo. Weather's of course, beautiful. weather's always beautiful here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's raining back home, so that's a good, Sorry, uh, good little break. Um, shopping wise, it's cool. Like we get a lot of the stuff down here that we don't normally get to see at home. Yeah. Um, Did we have an episode when we came back from Los Angeles, like the the first time or what? Maybe. I th- feel like we talked a little bit about the shops down here. Uh, would you say like? Um, 
we got to go to like newer ones or yeah yeah definitely but a handful i'd say yeah there's there are a lot of new shops out here that um weren't here the last time we came down yeah. which was in october i believe oh yeah, yeah um yeah. so let's see what's here now kith kith that's uh, a big one yeah what else bodega uh, bodega which we haven't been we to yet. that one that's all um, right though um we got um, rsvp rsvp that's mm-hmm. a that's a big favorite and then um, we have vape vape yep. vape is a big one yeah shout out to uh shout out to vape that store is really cool yeah that and kith were I'd say like with stores nowadays, if you're not providing some sort of experience, then it's just like, there's really no point. You know what I mean? You got to be there for things other than apparel and shoes sometimes, because most people like us didn't really buy much. (laughs) I mean, I did, but 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 it was an enjoyable experience just being there, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's like we say when you're shopping or going to a store like that and you're really interested in whether it's like streetwear or yeah. like high fashion whatever like going into that store is kind of an experience in itself yeah um you know separate from the actual product that's there yeah. so it's always cool to you know pop into shops like that that you actually yeah really and like. i'd say yeah. we i mean i would recommend if you do come to la there's obviously a handful of stores that you should come visit that aren't anywhere else um what would you say would you say five three stores like go-to stores that you should come and visit if you've never been to los angeles what um, should you come see if you're coming to la definitely hit up if you're looking for more streetwear definitely round two um both the regular round two vintage, vintage and store round cool. two gallery nice um, beautiful place though i mean there's other there are other stores like like round two but they just have such a huge selection of stuff. Well, I, I, they got a cool vibe too. Yeah, like exactly. Feeling. Yeah, it's exactly. Very nostalgic. That's it's really nice. Yeah, exactly. Plus, they have like a really good curation of stuff. I mean, obviously, they carry like a lot of the latest hype stuff, yeah. but they also have a really good eye for um, like stuff that might be passed up on. By I definitely say go to Bait too. I know there's only two in the country. Yeah. Right, two in the country. Uh, used to just be one in New York. I've been. Uh, have you ever been to any out like outside the country? Mm, there wasn't one no. when you went to Europe, right? No, not that I went to. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, there's only really two in the country, so definitely go check that out. That's pretty awesome. Um, it's like pure Japanese streetwear. Or I mean, it, it was, but when you it's look at it cool. now, it's it, still cool. It's still cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, and Kith, Kith's cool. Yeah, I always like Kith. It's like a really cool experience. Let's get into Kith real quick. Yeah, because our buddy here, Marco, took a fat. He's been L. taking. He's been taking L's all taking day. L's, L's all short day. term this for a loss. loss, not a not a win. He took a loss. So usually, when like all three of us go out somewhere, I spend. A lot of money. I don't mm, think so. I wouldn't I would say, say that. Say that. Says the guy who ran away from the tab whoa, at the whoa, bar. Whoa, that's chill. a good. That's a good story too. We'll tell that's that one a, later. We'll talk about that yeah. later. Anyway, funny story, but I chill. I don't know about. Um, I don't know if you're the biggest spender. Maybe, okay, purport, proportion to what you own, to what you have. Yeah, I'd say so. Like I would. Whoa, like I would that was kind of like a sneak diss. No, nah, that's what he said earlier. Proportion to income. I overspend a lot. Even though I shouldn't. Yeah, and I mean, it was like the first day where I, well, I didn't. But you didn't have a choice. Welcome to being any. being a millennial. Welcome to being yeah. responsible. Yeah. <laughs> but I yes, mean, yeah, we went to. You know what this dude literally said earlier? 
he was like i'm sad and then i was like why are you sad dude he's like i'm saving money i wish i yeah all right man cool that's a that's an enjoyable experience yeah sure it was like it was more like a bittersweet type of thing it's like oh i'm saving money but damn i wanted that fucking long yeah how do you feel about that how do you feel about going into a store with the like our attention coming to los angeles was like all right we're about to spend hella money right yeah but going into a store we're just like I think I'm okay off, for, off of the, for me. Of it's stuff. a it's a win win, you know. Yeah. Either you get what you want, or you get to save money. You yeah. know, like you're really not taking an L. You know what's you fascinating know? though is like you look, you go online, you go to say when we went into Stussy, you go to Stussy.com, you see a lot of things that you think are really cool. You're like, wow, like that price is good. I'm gonna buy that. You yeah, know? but we, you know, we don't pull the trigger on it, and then we go in store, we see it, it's in our size, the I'm price like, is the same, uh, and we're just like. Nah, I think I'm good. Like, why yeah. do you think that? Why do you think that is? It's like a like a mental. It's like a. I don't know. You're just playing. You're just playing with yourself at that point. Whoa. Like teasing. You're you're Whoa. teasing your mind. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Let's just. <laughs> nah, go. Something else even nah, more sus. But anyways, um, I don't know when it's like tangible and you actually there like touching the products and stuff like that. It's. I don't know. It, it seems more serious at that moment because yeah. it's like, okay, I'm really about to purchase this. Yeah. Whereas online, you don't really see that. You're literally looking at it through a screen, so the connection is less there, I guess. Like, I think there's a lot of nerves from like yeah. surrounding entities, whether that's like the the people that work there or yeah. just the vibe of the store, or if we, you're with friends, you just like. Uh, I feel pressured to buy this, yeah. but I also don't want to buy this, but I don't know. And then you just start, your mind starts to go in like a, like a jumble and then you end up walking out with nothing. But some of us don't have a choice when it comes to that. Sorry, Marco. Yeah, no, sorry, Marco. Was, <laughs> I was so heartbroken. I tried to, to deny it to myself, but I was really heartbroken. So you go in there with a particular color and style in mind, and then now you want to go back and settle. Right? I'm, I kind of, but I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want to settle because... He got rejected by the dime piece. Now he's going back for like the six. Yeah, oh, that's, that's rough. It was it was just so bad. What made it really heartbreaking for me was the fact that my size was on a mannequin, <laughs> and they can't sell that size. You know, you know, sometimes a six is a ten to somebody else. That's man. true. Sometimes street streetwear boutiques are just you know a little. You know, a little strict, but it's all right. Hey, we'll get him next time, I'm, Tiger. I'm Don't worry. <laughs> I was just, we got two more days here. Sad. We're here till Sunday, yeah. so uh, he, he's just itching to blow money yeah, on like, I don't, something, I don't dude. Know. I don't. I'm like resisting to spend yeah, money, <laughs> exactly. even though I can. I'm just like I don't know. I'm just yeah. questioning Says everything. Who told me earlier? Hey, I bought something. He bought something. Why aren't you buying anything? Yeah, see, that's peer pressure. Don't give in to that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Ryan was tempted to buy like a $60 candle today. He was. He even told me. No, I, but then no, he was I like, was going to buy it for $30. It was, a, it was a Keith Haring candle. I thought it was like a collaboration with somebody, but it wasn't. So it definitely wasn't worth the price. But $60 for a candle? Yeah, no. No, thank you. Yeah. All right, let's get into the first topic. Um, we've been kind of tossed around different articles uh, the past couple weeks or the past week or so. Um, but this one that seems to be pretty popular on, you know, on Twitter and on online through some of our favorite uh, streetwear influencers is this question of is, is it pronounced Vetment? Yeah. V-E-T-E-M-E-N-T-S. You all know it for being like this uh, super outlandish, kind of crazy in the terms of like 
the type of clothing they release um what's something that's sort of iconic to uh, like a vetmont style um just like their whole theme of parodying yeah. other brands or you know are they like parodying parodying high fashion is that what they're doing that's a very good question um i think it goes like two different ways yeah i i think so i think it's more it's more so just like a commentary on uh what high fashion is and um i don't know it's like commenting on how ridiculous high fashion is it's like over exaggerated but also at the same time it's also ridiculous in itself yeah so it's it's weird it's like um, it it plays on this idea of high fashion is already ridiculous look how ridiculous you look wearing our clothes yeah it's high fashion yeah um so um vetmont's started what year 20 i'd say 2016 it was like the brand of the year um super hot everybody was trying to get it um a lot of what they were releasing was like you said parody stuff they were like one of the first ones that I really remember to be like the ones with like super elongated um, sleeves. Yeah. Um, and they're also the ones to do like the rips off of, uh, what do you call them? Like delivery courier services, the DHL. DHL uh, collab, yeah. The, was it, that's, that's the only one, right? Didn't they do UPS or no? No, just DHL, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Vetmont was literally the hottest brand of 2016. Um you had all your favorite celebrities wearing it but now there's a huge question into whether or not it's over for them and like we see brands come and go it's a little annoying to see like um hot brands at one moment release like an entire collection and they're just you're on your radar next thing you know they're just no longer there i think that happened with us when we were in you know, mid two thousand streetwear. Yeah. Uh, some of our favorite brands, like a Ten Deep. We talked about this when we were driving up. Ten Deep, uh, Crooks, Crooks and Castles, and Castles. Um, things like that were super iconic for what it was like a rogue status. They had like the all over gun print. That was super cool. Um, but we tend to see a lot of these brands iconic for a particular style, particular way of uh, of doing things they're popping for one second and then gone the next um why do you think this happened with a brand like vetmon it's supposed to parody something that's always ongoing like high fashion but now nobody really gives a shit i think just because the theme even though it's still really broad like you said like it um it's still really it's very specific you know it the theme and the clothes the actual products like they kind of only fit into this one category that's taking place at this yeah. particular time. Yeah. It's definitely not, I think, a timeless brand. Like, I don't think it'll be, I don't, you know, like, actually, did you see that Instagram post that Bobby Hundreds posted about, the one that I sent to you, the one where you yeah, did kind of yeah, like I saw a that. think piece on this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like, I'm thinking of it in the same way that he is in that, you know, brands may leave the spotlight because the spotlight is always highlighting the newest, the hottest, whatever. Like obviously, you know, four years after, four or five years after brand starts, like they're not going to be, you know, they may not be the hottest shit out there. So I think it's always shifting. It's always changing. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean that a brand is going to die Mm. um, and be unsuccessful in the future. It just means that 
you know, something new, something more exciting is on the, is on the scene. So, yeah. And we're always going to see them in their respective, you know, stores, obviously, um, the Barneys, et cetera. They're all, they're going to make money, but in the game of streetwear, if it's not hyped up, if it's not something that people are talking about, whether it's good publicity or bad publicity, um, you're considered gone in the eyes of the hype beast, essentially. Um, in the case for Vet Mott, um, you know, there's this weird correlation between um, having a high, high priced clothing item and no hype. And that sort of results in brands dying, if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, I think Bobby Hunter's also brought up a really good point, too. He said that um, just because of, br- like, a brand not being in the spotlight can sometimes even help a brand if that yeah. makes sense. Give them time to curate better. Yeah, exactly. Not it gives them exactly, exactly. No, it gives, that makes sense. Um, so I think that's a really good point that he made too. Um, and I think it all kind of ties back to just the world that we live in. Uh, we just have such a short memory, like <laughs> yeah, attention as, spans. Exactly. Like as soon as we see one thing, we move on to the next. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's the them like as a brand in particular. Uh, I think it just happens to happens to anyone and everyone. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that that equation though? I mean, you say it happens to to everybody. Do you think that equation of high prices, lack of creativity, or like kind of eating eating off of the Thanksgiving turkey? You know, like you can't. You're not eating a Thanksgiving turkey leftover. You know, in January, you know what I mean? Like to, to work off of something that was hot for a second and, um, to, to continue that for as long as they did, you think that high price mixed with lack of creativity is going to excel the brand any further, or you think that's just going to like basically like hinder it from moving forward? Um, I don't know me personally. Like I, I can only comment on it as someone who isn't necessarily like the biggest fan of the yeah, brand. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of biased in that aspect. Viewing um, from the outside. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. I think it's just, it has a lot to do with like different factors. Like you said, like them being their target demographic being such like a niche consumer, That's true. um, kind of playing into this time period that we're, that we're in, in terms yeah. of like fashion. Um, I think like all of those things kind of play a role in them maybe not being as successful as they were um or you know i like how you said that i like how you said it's they're now a part of a niche consumer when when they first came on it's it's a lot different when you're a um a brand that blows up out of nowhere or not necessarily out of nowhere but just blows up in the eyes of of social media you're everybody's favorite brand yeah. It's, it's hard to be niche when you're main, considered mainstream now. So the fact that once the hype dies down, there's always those particular people that latch onto it and follow it for what it is because they wholeheartedly love it. Yeah. Uh, while the rest of us sit back and are like, you know, they fell off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's there will always be different players during different time periods. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Another really good point. I'm basically just restating Bobby Hundred's Instagram no, post, it. but um, he made also another really good point that I think everyone should know is that 
even brands that seem timeless, like a Nike or, you know, whoever else, like (coughs) they have points in their, you know, in their history where maybe they weren't the hottest shit out there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like every fall and winter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like every, every year I was here like, Oh, Adidas is going to surpass Nike, whatever, you know? And then every spring, summer, everyone's like back on the Nike bandwagon. Like Like, right now Adidas is, you know, kind of like on the quieter side. Yeah. Um, and Nike's just been killing it. So it's always, I don't know. It's always interesting to see these ups and downs and kind of like, the flow of the landscape of fashion and excuse me and streetwear in general because it's always changing it's ever changing you know do you think there's any brand right now that is on a consistent i wouldn't say uprise but like on a consistent like hype like consistently good at what they're doing um i mean like up and still be good at what they're doing. i mean like what are we talking about we're talking about like the design of their products or just consistently being able to i think just their overall look right like when we say nike Nike is is killing it. We're we're talking about the entirety of what Nike is doing. When we say Adidas is you know flopping this season, mm-hmm. we're acting like they're not doing anything. I think there's only like one or two brands that we can always say that like no matter how, what season they put out, how good or how bad it is, it's all going to sell out. It's all going to be on the on the up and up. I think as much as I hate to say it, obviously like Supreme yeah has been in the spotlight for forever yeah um i think that hype will ever die down it's hard to say (laughs) we said it was like after the whole like tyler the creator odd future thing yeah but now it's it's it just skyrocketed again with the louis vuitton and yeah it's been higher than ever since yeah i think eventually i think within the next five years i think we'll start to see maybe somewhat of a decrease in its popularity um because it's kind of at that point where you know, like 12 year olds are starting to wear it. So yeah. it's like, all right, is this really cool anymore? Who knows? Probably not. So I think we'll see a decrease in that. But um, I think as far as like overall, like how they're doing as a brand, I think they have just been killing it. Whether, you know, I like to admit that or know not. what it is. You yeah. Know? It's, the, you know, like the and, and secret this, potion. Yeah. This is coming from somebody who <coughs> isn't the hugest fan of the brand. Like I do own pieces from them. Yeah. Um, maybe like one or two, <laughs> actually maybe like three. I just bought one today. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just think that they're still obviously like they're, it's different from what they were doing maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but then it, it's still kind of the same if you think about it, yeah. you know? It's been the same since they, well, not necessarily since they started, but when they got on the, in the motion of, okay, spring, summer, fall, winter, look, book, boom, boom, collection, boom, collaboration, boom. Like it's, yeah, it's so sell out, sell out. Yeah. Sell out, like sell out. everybody knows what's going to happen yet. People are still surprised when things take place when it comes to the brand. So that's yeah. cool. It's, 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 it's cool to leave your customers, in sort of the dark a little bit yeah when <laughs> they're not really trying to do that it's like everything's in your face every exactly. product every leak is out there it's it's i don't know it's its own little monster um what about you what do you think what, what's it like for, another brand that uh, uh that's hard man yeah they think, think has like staying power i think supreme is really the only one i, I was hoping you said that too when i asked you the question yeah uh just because that was the first thing on my mind i, I really can't think of anything that's where one whole maybe for like a month 
or like a uh, half a year people are like yo that brand is you know that brand fell off now well obviously the only time that supreme is irrelevant is when they have you know their little hiatus before they launch a new collection yeah um but even then like it's they're still being talked the, about yeah exactly the brand itself kind of lives beyond its seasons in the sense that even when the shops are closed like yeah. people are still buying selling trading talking oh, yeah. about it's a it's supreme a you know sure. yeah yeah, yeah. We've, all, we've all been a part of that at one point yeah and let's so let's talk about that then you, you're talking about this idea of seasons because you know when you get in this this um what do you call it um routine right you launch spring summer fall winter fashion runway show you know preview the collection boom 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 right every mm -hmm. year it's the same thing yeah uh some brands they're okay with doing that because that's how they that's how they operate but just recently uh how do you pronounce this last part gosha rubchinski yeah there you um go. they're all pretty pretty well known um they've done a lot of collaborations with adidas um if you've ever seen their sort of like do a lot of all over like Russian uh, post post Cold War like type of inspired like inspired stuff, streetwear yeah. mm -hmm. um, inspired by skateboarding soccer uh, like rave culture rave culture yeah, yeah it's it's very ingrained into what they did in Russia Russia right mm -hmm. um, so just recently the designer of the brand I'm not going to pronounce his name but if you look it up you'll 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 see it he says and I'll read it quote for quote we will stop Gosha. Rubchinsky brand as you've known it we will no longer have any seasonal collections instead something new is coming yeah cool i mean uh, there's no more to to say about that other than they're not gonna have seasonal collections now the thing about that though is we've seen um high fashion adopt this idea of the drop right the collections the drop uh, mm -hmm instantaneous releases yeah taking the inspiration from streetwear and regaining the hype why do you think a streetwear brand like gosha who's been killing it they're able to sell shit for crazy marked up prices why do you think now it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like damn this is kind of dry like i don't, I don't want to do this anymore or think, not in the in the original way that they they thought about i just think that a streetwear brand like that may be able to you know get some more freedom from not yeah. being uh constrained by a like a schedule uh as far as like seasons because as far as like brands are concerned and fashion is concerned like you're thinking like two seasons ahead of course yeah it's kind of that's kind of straining yeah yeah you know? so you're, you're you know you're very locked in at that point no um, that makes sense because um the way that people uh when they think about it they have to think of the trend for the next however many yeah exactly months in advance. yeah exactly um, but I think just a, stressful. A, a streetwear brand in general doesn't necessarily have to live on such a strict schedule. Yeah. Um, I think the essence of streetwear in general is just this very like fleeting, like exactly. Like it's very like fleeting, like it's very in the moment. Yeah. It's not necessarily supposed to be something that's basically what it is. I mean, it's streetwear is in essence going against trying people other people trying to put you in a box yeah so in the same regard this is kind of it in the same regard yeah if that makes sense i think there's only a couple people that do that very well obviously one of my personal favorites is chinatown market yeah they'll literally come up with an idea place the the graphic on a t-shirt and that shirt's up for sale within a day and that's like whether it's a trend that's currently going on on, on twitter that just recently sparks up it's like cool make that a shirt boom it's on it's on for sale 
get these little millennial kids with their short ass attention spans to buy it. Boom, that fad's over within two days. We sold All right, shit on to shirts, the next. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's how streetwear kind of is. Like you said, it's instantaneous, it's flexible, it's, you can do whatever you want with it. You know, it. there's it's, no rules. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's originally what streetwear was. You know, it was kind of like a, a response to what was going on, kind of like how you were feeling at the time. Yeah. It wasn't very, you know, you weren't thinking, like, when streetwear first started out, you weren't thinking two years ahead. Yeah, you you were just making stuff because that's what you wanted to do in the moment, you know. Yeah, and it was kind of an expression of how you're feeling. So, I think in that aspect, like like I said earlier, streetwear brands have a little bit more leeway, have a little bit more wiggle room, creative freedom, whatever you want to call it, um, to do what they want to do. So, and I think yeah, like to your point, I think the creator of Gosha gets a lot of flack or just a lot more coverage because they almost present themselves in the realm of streetwear and high fashion, right? Yeah. So when high fashion has their their sort of timeline and they just have this blueprint of collections and drops, et cetera, since they're already, when you think about them, you think of their crazy runway shows, you think of their, their high-end prices, you almost think of them as high fashion. Yeah. So it's almost, it's kind of odd to see a high fashion house and necessarily do that. And like the point that we made earlier, fashion, the fashion world or just the world in general has such a short memory. Like yeah. no one today has time to think about not at all what they're gonna wear in like two years or i don't i don't some think people at least don't even think about what they're gonna do into yeah dinner yeah that's exactly. us right now we don't Pe- even some know people don't even want to think about what they're gonna wear tomorrow when yeah. they get up go to school go to work whatever you know what i'm saying in the like, moment people yeah like and just people in general have such a short attention span that yeah and that's you like almost have to have that super consistent yeah. like theme in regards to just I mean even with this like the podcast you know what I'm saying like we always have to adapt and see like what works and what doesn't yeah, work what, how, what are we feeling yeah this is a topic that we want to talk about we may just switch it up right in the middle yeah exactly. and tangent onto some other thing yeah exactly um, but yeah I mean that that's just how people are that's how things are you know my attention span has been dwindling like crazy yeah. in the, within the past year like whether it's just having my phone next to me and just constantly tapping it I think I hear something. I think someone's going to text me. Yeah. What if I miss this text? What's going to happen? You know, like, yeah. there's all those sort of consequences that go through my head. But I can't even time, watch a movie on Netflix anymore. No way. My attention span is so small. I I'll literally watch it for 30 minutes and then I'll, like, close my laptop because I get like, bored. You have to hook me in within the first 15 minutes yeah. and be, have me dedicated to the show so I can continue the second episode. If I watch the third episode, I'm watching all eight Yeah, seasons. exactly. <laughs> like, if I you get to me three, there. like, you you got me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm binge watching. Yeah, but, um, you definitely got to be unique nowadays. Yeah. There's just so much shit out there, even on Netflix. Yeah. Sometimes we waste our time just trying to find something to watch. Yeah, which is kind <laughs> of like, I mean, that's such a huge parallel between fucking netflix and fashion and streetwear you know like it they both kind of correlate in that in that sense it's like an action now it's just like oh like am i gonna watch netflix no i'm just gonna scan netflix yeah exactly i just scan Netflix. yeah i feel like i'm not even getting my however much i I don't even know how much i pay for it now 7.99 nah their price went up really yeah i think i pay like 10 or something now i don't think i've ever paid for netflix i just like use somebody else's jump on, yeah <laughs> just ride other people's waves yeah, yeah all right um i got another one here that's super interesting i think it's it's something i never really thought twice about is 
you know, for us in the mid 2000s, when streetwear was sort of at its peak, we we kind of looked at it like, all right, this is the core group of people. These people are the ones that are going to carry streetwear to, you know, a whole nother level. But once we hit, you know, 2012, 2013, those same people aren't the ones that are sort of carrying these brands anymore. It's kids like us, right? It's uh, younger kids, the reselling market, right? It's yeah, huge. 12 year olds. Uh, reading this article posted about um, stadium goods. Stadium goods is a reselling, um, what do you call it? It's not, they're like a what's the word? second consignment. Consignment, yeah. right? That's the, that's the correct term. It's yeah. a consignment sneaker store in New York City. We had a chance to go in there. If you've ever watched Complex, that's where they do the um, the sneaker shopping a lot yeah, of the time. a lot of time, yeah. Since Complex is, is headquartered out of New York City. That's like one of their main um, stores that they feature. Um, celebrities and Joe LaPuma, JLP. JLP. Shout out to you. Um, but yeah, so Stadium Goods is, they just recently uh, had an outside investor contribute money or at least uh, buy up a share of their company to mm-hmm. basically evaluate them to a shit ton of money. I don't have the exact number. It was something like 50 million or 50 something million. like that. Yeah. $50 million dollars um, off of a consignment sneaker. Do you know store. who, what group invested in them? Not at all. It was, uh, it was actually the same group that owns Louis Vuitton. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the same group that owns Louis Vuitton and uh, they own like a bunch of other, like uh, they own Hennessy, they own Moet. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I saw that when they were, when I was doing research on the Virgil thing, the how, like the, um, the, the parent company of all of them is LVMH. Yep. I was like Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. That's <laughs> so right. crazy. Yeah. That's pretty tight. Right? I think that's what that stands for. I mean, uh, at least I hope so. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it stands for. So okay. um, LVMH, I guess, recently um, bought into the sneaker game and is now a partner in Stadium Goods. Now, Stadium Goods is super popular for reselling shoes. They have some of the 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 greatest collections, most eclectic um, types of shoes, shoes that you probably only find there, one of ones, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, now, in this story, it claims that a consumer from China, and we're gonna, this is what this whole topic is going to get into, is a consumer from China came into the store, purchased $10,000 worth of sneakers. That's a whole lot of sneakers, right? Yeah. $10,000 is like, who has that kind of like playing around money? Not a lot of people, unless you're like- Like that's shopping money, right? Yeah. Came in, purchased ten thousand dollars worth of sneakers, and an associate asked, you know, like, why are you spending so much money? Like, what's the purpose? And he said, Well, I'm just going to resell them back in China. I'm like, How much more could you get for a sneaker that's already priced the fuck up? Yeah, in China. Yeah, which got me to think, Yo, there's a whole other marketplace of people that were like, you know, the people in 2005, early 2000s. Um, the the era of prime streetwear that are currently in China that are allowing these brands to live even more like it's 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 crazy out there. Yeah, I mean, I think it just has a lot to do with China being more open to yeah. you know outside influence Aren't such they as the U.S. In a yeah, sense? I mean, it's still a communist country. Like yeah. they don't even have. I don't even think they have Google out there or no, like Facebook don't. or anything. They don't. So, um, like to them, this, this is, this is like the early 2000s tree yeah. where, you know what I'm saying? Like they're this, just now discovering. Yeah, exactly. Like 
of course, like I'm sure they've known of the Louis Vuitton, the Chanel, the Gucci, whatever. I'm sure they've known about that for ages because those have been around. But streetwear to them is still, I feel, relatively new yeah. because streetwear is still kind of new in the spotlight uh, in terms of it being in pop, like mainstream pop culture. Yeah, like it's I been around so. for like a few years, but to them, it's still completely brand new. Yeah, I think it's it's the um, the general themes that I feel like people latch onto. Right when it comes to Louis Vuitton or Gucci, I think when it comes to some outside countries, foreign countries that don't really understand the concept of you know of streetwear or high fashion, they just think owning this clothing puts me in another in a, in a different bracket of people. Yeah. Right. Almost like high class, middle class, low class. What do high class people wear? I have high class money. I'm going to buy high class garbs. Yeah. I'm going to go to Louis Vuitton, which is crazy. Right. So when it comes to streetwear, I feel like it's less of a, you know, I'm just I just want to I want to dress differently. I want to, you know, be individual. Not to say that these people aren't being individuals when they buy streetwear. But I think the, the idea is less of that, which it is more so, you know, in the United States with us. And more so like, how do I separate myself from high class and my friends in the middle class, but like somewhere right there smack dab in the middle? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that has something to do with it, like partly. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know for me like I think it more has more to do with like I said them not being exposed to it you know like imagine a kid going to Toys R Us for the first time rest in peace rest yeah in peace, Toys rest in peace Toys R Us um but you know like obviously you're gonna want everything in the store uh I think that same sort of concept kind of like carries over to streetwear and yeah. like maybe other markets, whether it's like China or literally where anywhere else, like it's just, they haven't been exposed to it. So they don't know necessarily what even streetwear is. They just know that they want to buy into it because it's, it's a thing in the U S like they want to buy into this idea of pop culture because like in in China, like of course, like it's restricted. So they don't, they don't really have, you know, internet accessibility as much as we do um i'm sure they have internet but um i don't know they're just not exposed to the things that we are at the end of the day so that's all it is you know what's a huge issue out there is things being mass massly counterfeited yeah i mean in any asian country i feel like any country in general that's where all the um like that's where all their shops are right like they literally do this thing like i heard a story one time it was a it might have been i don't know the brand exactly i'm gonna just do a meta, meta, metaphor so you have a nike factory right mm-hmm. you have people who put together the shoes the clothing they have all of the the machines to put the shit together whatever they have all the blueprints the materials the textiles whatever right next door is another factory where they counterfeit it right yeah <laughs> and they make the exact same thing cheaper price whatever knockoff and there's literally like in China, there's the real Nike store, right? And then right across the street or maybe the block down is the counterfeit Nike store. <laughs> like Shit, that's crazy. Can you like, yeah. I don't know if it's illegal to counterfeit in China or if it's just the part where it's being imported into the States that becomes an issue. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like the laws are different in China、yeah. than here. I think, I definitely think counterfeiting is illegal there. But because、um, they have a lot of counterfeiting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as loosely like cracked down upon, or it's、yeah. not as cracked down upon as it is here.、Um, but yeah, I mean, that's. That's so crazy to hear. Like, there's a literally a Nike store, and then there's another Nike store, but instead they sell counterfeit shit. That's、yeah. crazy. Yeah, I I just don't understand. Like, it 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 is pretty crazy. And and I'll tell you a story because I went to Hong Kong. It's not like like mainland China exactly. It's still pretty.、Um, what do you call it when you know imperial? Not imperial, colonial. Colon yeah. Colonized. Colonized. I guess.、Um, so a lot of people spoke English. Um, it's pretty easy to get around, but there's a section、um, where people always say like this is the place to buy like cheap stuff, right? So it was on. It might have been July Fourth when the fireworks show was going on, and so like, wait, where are there fireworks on July Fourth? Fireworks. It's Independence Day. Oh no no New. Was it New Year's? They don't sell. They celebrate our independence. Oh, it was Chinese. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. They're really about this pop culture. Yeah,、shit. I know, right? <laughs> They're doing everything Americans. Fucking、do. hop off for it. No, it was. It was Chinese New Year. That's when yeah, I went. So、yeah. a huge celebration. Now I'm in this hallway or this this um this hallway. It's it's pretty long. It goes in like three different directions. Nobody's there, right? The fireworks go off at. I think they're doing it at midnight. Fireworks go off at midnight. During the whole show, I think the fireworks lasted maybe like five minutes. Throughout those five minutes, you see like twenty to thirty like they're not scammers, but they're、uh, merchants. Some call them merchants. <laughs> merchants is rushing to the spot. They come in with like huge ass white bags and like carts, and they just have all the fake Louis Vuitton, all the fake Ray Bans. Everything sounds like Canal Street. It, yeah, exactly <laughs> like Canal Street, and they were hawking that shit so fast. Yeah, and by the time the fireworks were over, they just dispersed because they understand like once the fireworks are on, everybody's pretty paying paying attention to that. All the police aren't paying attention to what's going on. Yeah,、um, and it's just mayhem, and th- that experience alone is just like holy shit. That's kind of crazy. And I think this whole counterfeiting culture. Have you ever watched the?、Uh, The, Complex one, yeah, the documentary. I didn't about watch、it. that. I I didn't unwatch that.、Yet. Uh, I mean, it kind of, yeah, it kind of goes over this. I mean, it literally goes over it because that's what it's about.、Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, that is the premise. Yeah, <laughs> but they talk. They interview counterfeiters and they ask them like, "Hey, why do you why do you make these things?"、Yeah. And it's because people there still don't have access to, you know, like as as much. Resources as we do here,、yeah. as many resources resources as we do There here. You go. God, it's, it's been like a long the subtitles when the ball is bouncing. Yeah, do 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 do. But anyways, yeah.、Um, there was this one where they were talking about track, like Adidas tracksuits,、yeah. but in Russia or in like the USSR, and it was such a big thing because Adidas tracksuits were so expensive at the time. Oh shit! Like if you basically. During like that time period during the Soviet U- Soviet Union, if you had a full Adidas tracksuit, that either meant like you were really rich and you like worked in the government, or you were like a criminal, like you were in、yeah. the mob or something like that. Damn, that's tight. Yeah, so people started counterfeiting it because people wanted、couldn't、afford it. Yeah, they couldn't afford it, and they wanted to have like these sort of status symbols, quote unquote.、Um, pretty fucking tight. Yeah,、actually. yeah. So that's kind of like. 
where I think that also stems from too, like counterfeiting in general. Boom, there's a history lesson for you guys. Adidas tracksuits, if you're wearing them or if you own them, you are now considered a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a, a good enough time to stop. We just wanted to provide you guys something. Uh, we're on vacation right now. We're out here celebrating 10,000 listens. We got a bottle of um, Hennessy in, in the freezer. We're about to go out tonight, have some fun. Um, Not too much fun, though. We're going to stay safe. No drinking and driving. We're going to have a good time. You guys should, too. Well, by the time you listen to this, it's probably... Sunday. Sunday. So, so we hope uh, you had a great weekend. Have a good brunch. Yeah. Go, go, go out and get a, 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 a what is it? I was going to say beignet. Eggs Benedict? A beignet? That's yeah, my Benedict. Thing. Eggs yeah, Benedict. Sure. All those things. Mimosas? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. That sounds about good right now. Maybe yeah. we should get some on Sunday. All right. Uh, we'll talk about this offline. <laughs> um, again, but, thank you guys for. 10,000 listens. It's fucking amazing. It's a feat that we never thought we'd ever yeah, get Yeah, we to. really appreciate That's every crazy. single listen. Like, really, really do. Super grateful. Yeah. Thanks for everybody that reaches out to us on a day-to-day basis. I don't even like listening to Ryan half the time. So. <laughs> and to think like that, it, 10, to think that 10, somebody yeah. clicked the play button 10,000 times to yeah. hear, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> to No Chance Pocket. Yeah, yeah it still shocks me. But anyways, Shout out to you guys. Um, again, uh, just so we state this for, for future episodes... Keep reaching out to us if you're a new brand, uh, designer, artist, whatever. We want to hear from you guys. We're going to start featuring some of you guys on our Instagram page uh, just so we can you know, cover all bases, show the new up-and-coming talent that is out there. People that don't always get to shine like us, you know? People that never <laughs> have a chance. They never had a chance, you know? Um, so shout out to you guys. Keep reaching out to us, and thanks again. That is episode 33, 33. the No Chance Podcast to... 10,000 more listens. Yeah. Cheers to our imaginary bottle. Clink. All right. Peace. We're out. Later. Later.